All right. If I fall asleep, uh, mid-show, you gotta you gotta put your hands on the wheel, okay? Okie dokie. Okay. But don't be upset when we end up at Baskin Robbins. No, I would expect no less. What a great place to wake up. It's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, is Catherine Cogart. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me this week. Yeah, an absolute pleasure. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Tim. I've been thinking we should, like, set up what, what we actually talk about on the show. What, what is this show? What are we doing? This is a show where we pick a topic that mm-hmm. we both agree that we'd like to say a few words about. Yeah. And then we talk about the topic. Yeah. And then we see if we learn anything afterwards. And sometimes the answer is no. But what kind of topic? Is it like... Oh, you wanted me to go into depth on that. Um, let me... I'm sorry, I wasn't really... Let's see, it says here... Uh, structures? Is it structures? No, uh, I'm sorry. No. That was, that's, sorry, that's for something else. Oh, what else you got going on in your book there? Uh, I got a lot of podcasts going on. Oh, um, really? Sorry. Tell me about some of your yep. other podcasts. There's the Structure Cast. Uh-huh. There's the Prius Fan Cast. Oh, for really? Prius owners, Prius lovers, Prius fans. Oh, a lot of crossover uh, podcast listeners. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's the NPRs for Jerks Network, which is purely people who got kicked off of NPR. Um, so what? It's and... that that guy who um uh had that illicit affair, I guess. Hopefully not. Whoa! Don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know if you've been keeping I don't up with pretend NPR. Pretend to know news. anything about that. Okay. Uh, I don't know a lot about NPR Juicy Goss. Okay, well, uh, it seems like with your particular podcast network, uh, maybe you should study up a little more. I I don't know. You'd think so. Yeah. All right. Well. Here we are uh, on this particular podcast in which we, uh, yeah, learn about an encyclopedia type topic and talk about it. Uh, And the encyclopedia type topic that we're talking about, T-wise here, is tennis. You got this. Stick the landing. There it is. (laughs) Here it is. And so we ask you, the listeners, tennis anyone? Anyone for tennis. Is Is that what it is? What is that even from? I don't know. Uh, there's a Dire Straits song called Anyone for Tennis. Okay. Mostly to me, it feels like a New Yorker cartoon caption somehow. (laughs) Yeah, that feels about right. Yeah. Which, I mean... It's a sport for the bourgeoisie, is it not? Yeah, okay. So this is, this is, uh, this is your impression. Um, and I think, I think it's the general idea of, of tennis. And I think that makes sense considering its history. Are you familiar, You Catherine? always see it at country clubs. Mm-hmm. So there's golf and there's tennis. There's golf, tennis. Um, not billiards, not really. Uh, polo, though. Polo, that's a, that's a country club. Oh, yeah. Polo is like, whoa, they're super rich people one because you also need a horse. Because you have to have a horse. I guess in golf, you need a man to carry your bag for you. You need to buy a man. Or a horse. Or or a smart horse, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> use the five iron. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my impression of a horse as a caddy. 
There it is. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, gosh. This tonight show set is not going so great. My, my... Spotlight's burning hot, isn't it? Uh, well, it's the end of this type five, and I do not see Johnny Carson waving me over. So I guess we should just continue our podcast about tennis. Um, are, are you familiar with a little game we call Real Tennis? No. It's crazy. And I'm very Wait, excited to bring this to you. Wait, is that the same as Crazy Tennis? Uh, no, Crazy Tennis was invented by Crazy Joe, um, and it's entirely not safe to play. <laughs> no, Crazy Tennis was a game that my tennis instructor let us play afterwards if we were good. Oh, really? How does Crazy Tennis go? And then I'll tell you about Real Tennis. Um, crazy Tennis, it's like tennis without rules. It's, yeah, it's basically like the ball can bounce as many times as you want. Mm. There are no ins and outs. Uh, <laughs> okay so it's just like if and the ball you, so you could go yeah, go yeah it just has to make it pretty much across the net can it go around the net yeah it can go around the net so really the... you could like hit it off the wall so that it ricochets mm. into the court that's fun so the, the only thing is if the ball stops on your half of the enclosure then uh you're lost sucker that's the idea yeah i see yeah, yeah that sounds fun was it fun? It was super fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing is, it's not stops. It's um, rolls. It, the ball can't roll. I see. Yeah. Because then you, you you would not be able to get it back up by like dribbling it up or anything. Yes. Fair enough. Um, as opposed to the no rules freewheeling wasteland that is crazy tennis, real tennis is baffling. Um, Tell me more. So the reason I keep saying real tennis is because technically the game that we know as tennis is derived from lawn tennis and some um, some old timey kind of uh, uh, organizations or tournaments will still call it lawn tennis. I believe Wimbledon is like the Wimbledon Lawn Tennis Club. Uh, that might not be true, but um, stuff like that. It's interesting because you're usually playing on clay courts nowadays. Uh, well, not in Wimbledon. Um, Yes, uh, no. sorry. The venue yeah. is the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club. Okay. Um, also, uh, no, you usually play on, um, what is that called? Clay Clay is actually, it's like playing on packed clay. Whereas the one that like you usually play on is, uh, what is that surface? Um, just like standard or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm going mostly off of my Mario Tennis experience for that. Okay, fair uh, enough. So, uh, oh, it's just called Hard Court. But uh, it's concrete or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. Occasionally carpet is used for indoor play. That's right. That's fun. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Very fancy. So, yeah. So, so, so but the tennis that we, we know and love, like all those other surfaces came later. Originally, it was on grass. Um, and that is because it was sort of an outside kind of like uh, country club-ish. Or, you know, at the time, it would have been more like uh, royalty, um, you know, at the estate kind of game um ah, but it was like a, a lawn game yeah, exactly hence lawn tennis lawn tennis um but uh it's derived from uh what is now called real tennis and i think at the time was probably just called tennis but real tennis is this sort of absurd like the rules are crazy um it's it's a crazy court that it, it has a little bit to do it's kind of like racquetball um there's like walls to bounce off and stuff and there's a series of lines that i don't totally understand everything that they do um there is still a net um, but sometimes it's just a line and there's sort of these law, uh, huge arch, um, ceilings with like big flying buttresses and stuff. And, uh, 
there's a lot of play that goes on up there apparently um it's extremely confusing the only thing i really got out of reading about it was that there are certain like slots in the walls that at first they're called galleries and at first i thought they were just for watching through and then i realized that you can (laughs) win a point outright by shooting the ball through it um so i don't think you should watch from there reminds me of laser tag yeah like it's very like um we made up the rules as we go along and it's all crazy (laughs) (laughs) so anyway now that's called real tennis and there's only a couple courts surviving um and it, uh, yeah, it has a lot in common um, with tennis that we know, but also a lot that is just kind of the sort of thing you could afford if maybe you were like Louis the Fourteenth or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's where that's where we get our sort of bougie uh, ideas about tennis is because it, it's derived from this game that like you could only play if you had a crazy huge building that was bigger than most people uh, most people's houses at the time to just have this stupid court and you could just make up all these arbitrary rules and, and go from there. And then eventually it became sort it's of my place. And I get to say what the rules are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When that... you come over to my house to play, I pick the rules. Mm, childhood Trump card. That's my impression of Louis the 14th. <laughs> yeah, that's probably accurate. You know, like when uh, some, <laughs> you know, German uh, prince came over or Prussian prince uh, came in. It's my place, and I say. <laughs> uh, so, so and then the German French was. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> That's my impression of the German prince. You can't change the rules in the middle of a point. Not in the middle of a point. That was always, I held to that very firmly as a child. I was like, now certainly we all yeah. agree that might makes right. And in this case, it's property, which is nine tenths of the rule, the rule deciding. Um, you are such an eloquent child. Yeah. But however, certainly the greater law, our, our covenant with um, childhood games God is that uh, you can't change the rules. And mid very point. pious. Midpoint, you can't change those rules. Uh, pagan as well yeah you know it's kind of all over the place i you know i'm a i'm a sort of a i think i'm a games humanist fundamentally but also i did sign on Uh with the covenant of games god so like here we are right yeah right but again i'm more culturally gamish now stone (laughs) what was that i'm a rolling stone (laughs) i said baby was a rolling stone (laughs) yeah wherever i hung my diaper was my home i don't know where that's okay (laughs) anywho Babies, don't hang up your diapers. <laughs> and fathers, be good to your daughters. <laughs> Diaper babies grow up to be... Diaper ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and so fathers, be good to them too. You know, because they're human beings. Regardless of their diaper wearing status, mm-hmm. we still think they're great. I'm starting Cheers to think to diaper babies. this might be a great time, just an excellent time, to <laughs> take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brudge. Diaper Babies! Oh, 
and we are back on Encyclopedia Brunch. As I mentioned, nothing Go on. really says tennis, like mm-hmm. the dulcet tones of Jimmy Buffett. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, like, <laughs> but, but just like, to put that like, unique kind of tennis twist on it, it's like, just sort of like a weird Jimmy Buffett cover with strange underwater-ish instrumentation. Um, mm-hmm. And a cover is actually the wrong word. More of a parody that I don't quite follow. Sort of a synchronous twanging yeah yeah and an atonal moan crooning love it well we continue our challenge to the listeners uh (laughs) (laughs) so the the thing about tennis is that um it kind of comes from this totally absurd sport but tennis is kind of absurd even so right don't you think like tennis doesn't make sense does tennis make sense is it more absurd than other sports (laughs) As she swirls her snifter of brandy. <laughs> um, Why, good sir, I think you'll find American football and Canadian football do not have the same number of downs. They do call and it. And that is madness. They call it foot down up there. Foot down. Uh, That's yeah. how you speak the Queen's English. <laughs> not much weirder than, uh, as I was informed by a uh, friend of the show, uh, Ben Tippett, um, that uh, apparently in northern Alberta, uh, you call underwear ginch or gonch, depending on which that's town fantastic. you're from. Yeah, that's 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 a real gem of a fact. I was I was really happy to learn that because I, I feel like I know all the like Canadian slang already. Like, you know, right. Um, oh, can't you knew be a, toque. a boot. Yeah. You uh, know what a tidbit is. Yeah. A loony, a toony, a throony. Mm-hmm. A throony. <laughs> yeah. And a uh, Dermot Mulrooney. Um, you know how to drink milk from a bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't. Is it like a Capri Sun kind of? You gotta I don't know. Slip the straw I in real know. quick. Ah, I got milk on me. Um, <laughs> well, uh, let this serve as an uh, invitation to our Canadian listeners to let us know how do you drink milk from a bag? Uh, yeah. What? What's that about? I don't know. Okay, well, so it's not any weirder from drinking milk from cardboard if you think about it. Mm, no, I, I, I prefer like waxy paper that we drink it from. Yeah, like that's weird structurally, but formally, as in like the form, I just really think that liquids, because they can't hold their own shape, need the support of something that can, unlike a bag. Liquids, like children, mm-hmm. need structure. They need structure. They're going to thrive that way. Yeah. Otherwise, they just get all thin and eventually evaporate. Like children. <laughs> just like children. <laughs> you let those kids go to Montessori school or whatever, they're just going to keep getting thinner and thinner until they become nothing. Wisps. You'll follow the child slash liquid right up into the atmosphere. <laughs> and then that finally... That joke worked because that's the thing for Montessori. Yeah. They say, follow the child. <sighs> um. Let's see. So, tennis. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. how you know a joke is funny. <laughs> Somebody explains it. It's it's really great. You really nailed that. Um, I think another way you know a joke is funny is like when you need a lot of support to get through having told yeah, it. Yeah, and like when someone says you nailed that joke instead of laughing. Hmm. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're good yeah. at jokes, Catherine. Hey, thanks, Tim. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're right. I think that tennis. Um, certainly. Yeah, baseball. We talked about this on Sierra episode on baseball, but it definitely has the vibe of a game where it's just like, yeah, I don't know, we made up a bunch of rules because there was a stick and a ball and we were like, eh, I can come up with something here. Um, 
and and football of course is is i i have the sense that football the reason it's so byzantine has more to do with like a uh rules by committee thing like a basic that sounds right <laughs> yeah like a basic like layout that was kind of rugby like formed and then like as it got more and more professionalized it was like okay how do we make this more entertainment friendly how do we uh I don't know football is a game where they didn't throw the ball until like halfway through the history of the sport and they're like oh what if we just changed everything about this game and people were like yeah okay sure yeah yeah so fair enough um but I, at the very least come on the scoring is crazy right i don't think there's a, a more crazy scoring system even football scoring which is sort of weird it's a has little weird it's numbers for one thing so do you know what are the uh, uh re- recite for the listeners what how does the score work love 15 mm-hmm. 30 do you want to guess the next one oh it's gotta you be i think it's 45 it's gotta be 45 right no it's 40 what crazy uh and then if the other person also has 40 that's not called 40 40 it's called deuce deuce yeah. Because that's what happens when you say forty forty. That's it does. <laughs> Deuce is two. Deuce means two. <laughs> then game. <laughs> well, no, but then there's there's also you have to remember there's also advantage. I, I, I just, Deuce advantage. Yeah. yeah, advantage in advantage. Are you out. laughing because of poo? No, I'm right laughing. Now? No, no, no. Please, please. Um, <laughs> we're sophisticated yeah. aristocrats no I just like I love how that's not fair <laughs> uh, yeah those guys um, I love how uh, starting off explaining tennis score it sort of just feels like well it's a little weird yeah it's just but, but but it's just funny counting at all and then when you, when you start to hit how deuce works it's just sort of just like uh, but then it sort of stops being a game about a score and starts being a game about it just kind of goes back and forth. I, listen, it, it feels right when you're playing it. <laughs> well, that, that's a thing that happens in volleyball, right? Because you have to have advantage to score in uh, volleyball. Depends on your style. Uh, no, no, okay. That's true. You have to have serve. In Top Gun volleyball. Yes, in Top Gun style volleyball, you have to be on serve to score, mm-hmm. which is different than advantage. But um, is it? Yeah. Well, How so, so? well, advantage. In what way? So, so the way the deuce is a way of just saying, okay, you have to score two to win. It's it's just saying win by two, but without like adding, you just kind of go back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas on serve is uh, you you have to be the one serving the ball to serve any sp- any uh, points, but you can as long as you're serving, you can keep doing it, and then the other person gets served by winning uh, winning a point, and then they now they're on serve and now they have the opportunity to score. It's a little different, right? Am I crazy? That's it's, different. It's slightly different, uh, but I, I I would point out that when you have advantage in tennis, you're serving. Uh, no, not necessarily. Sure. Yeah, no, because okay, so like, uh, if if you're serving to me, um, mm-hmm. and it's forty forty, deuce. Um, my most of my most of my tennis calling comes from watching a lot of Wimbledon. <laughs> um, and then uh, okay, so now it's deuce, and then. Let's see. You're serving to me. <laughs> Two. I know, right? So then, if I win the next point, if you serve it to me uh-huh. and I return it and uh, and just blow it past you, then uh, they would say advantage, Mister Dobbs, and um, 
then I would have advantage. And then if I scored the next point, what then I would you're win. you're a doctor? What if you went to medical school? You know, I don't think a lot of people who uh, make it to Grand Slam finals uh, tend to be doctors these days. I'm sure it could happen. Is that what it they just... call it at Wimbledon? What, which thing? Grand Slam finals. Okay, yeah. So, Because uh... you realize that's also a Denny's meal, right? I know. In fact, <laughs> you may also think that... Okay, so there's four major professional tournaments in professional tennis now, right? Yeah. Any, do you know what they are? Any guesses? No. Uh, oh, there's U.S. Open. Yes, there's the U.S. Open. There is... There's Wimby's. There's Wimby's, which is sort of like the British Open, but it's called Wimbledon. There's Wendy's. Uh-huh. Nope, nope. And you're, then there's Taco Bell. You're really heading right back towards Denny's right now. Uh, I want to pull you back. Um, I'm it's hungry. The, it's the U.S. Open, the Australian Open, Wimbledon, and the French Open. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, so these are called uh, the Grand Slams. And if you win... Le Grand Slam. Yeah, exactly. If if you win all four in a year, which is like very, very, very rare, um, they, they say like, oh, he won a... a or she won, um, uh, let's see. Oh, now Got I'm blanking. Got Yeah. I think it's just a complete Grand Slam or something like that. Um, oh, with sausage. Nice. Yeah. So you would think that... Uh, that this comes from baseball, right? Or something that, that's what I think. Or maybe you think it comes from Denny's, either way. I would not think it came from baseball, but sure. <laughs> well, a grand slam is a thing in baseball. Um, yeah, it's a thing in baseball. That's true. So anyway, this it is what this feels older than baseball. It is older than baseball. Although, yeah, I mean, sort of. Tennis tennis has been evolving longer. Um I, I guess it's debatable whether, you know, the what the modern form of each is. Like So true. Yeah. Tennis hasn't really changed since the 70s, and even then it was just to add tie breaks. Whereas baseball, I don't know. I don't know when the designated hitter happened. I don't remember when they changed the height of the, the um, pitcher's mound. Uh, I don't really know. Um, I don't know when they started allowing steroids. Right. And then when they pretended to not allow steroids, and then, yeah, the cycles. Um, but uh, but tennis has been kind of becoming a thing since um, sometime in the 1800s, whereas baseball... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess tennis is maybe at best slightly older because baseball sort of its primordial roots come in the very late 1800s. So uh, it, tennis maybe has a couple of decades on baseball. Anyway, the Grand Slam thing uh, yeah. comes from when uh, amateur players finally started to like get together. There was this promoter who would just like would give out rackets and equipment and be like, go take it with you on your travels. And then people would play it around. And, you know, that's how it got around. Um, and so eventually all these little tennis that associations was back before you had to pay to check a bag. Uh, yeah. On the, on the steamer boat for two or three months. <laughs> yeah. Um, eventually all these, uh, just like tennis clubs who just got together to play tennis sort of form. Let's put on a tournament. That'll be fun. Um, and, uh, the big tournaments finally became to be called slams. Uh, and that is actually from bridge. Um, the card game. Oh, I would have Bridge. thought it was from Space Jam. Yeah. Come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. Actually, that movie is also from Bridge. That's it's, the movie was originally about Bridge, and then Michael Jordan was like, "But, but I play basketball. I don't play Bridge." Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "You play baseballs. It's it's all the same. <laughs> Just play this competitive alien Bridge cartoon game with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Wayne Knight will be there. It'll be fun." We love Wayne Knight. Mm -hmm. His name sounds like he should be a basketball player to me. Does it? 
Why is that? I feel like it's a basketball player's name. Because uh, it's tough? It's a tough guy name. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> anyway, the Grand Slams are the big ones. I don't know. How did we get here? Who cares? Moving on. <laughs> Denny's? I yeah, don't know. Talking about Denny's like usual. And we'll continue to talk about Denny's when we come back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. Oh boy, still listening to that music, are we? Okay, anyway, uh, tennis then. Anyway, back on Encyclopedia Like Brunch. noise to my ears. Um, so Catherine, yeah. uh, well, tell me about your tennis playing experience. It's, it's a very, you said it's like a very bougie country club thing, but uh, I don't think it has to be. Um, no, I played all through high school, um, even at rural public school. Dun, what, dun, what, dun. what? Yeah, well, we had a tennis team there. I was really good there. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the uh, at the the private school Sierra episode on boarding schools, um, you uh, you weren't the uh, the top tier anymore. Yeah, I was like, so it's kind of like first chair, second chair in an orchestra a little bit. Mm. There's like first singles, second singles, third singles, and then there's like first doubles, which is two pairs playing against a pair playing against another pair. Um, and, and I was first doubles or like third singles. Uh, that still pretty sounds good. pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, but I guess that maybe speaks to the uh, the years of training at the country clubs that all those other kids had. Yeah, definitely. My parents poured a lot of money into tennis lessons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one time my mom was like, why don't you still play tennis? We put all that money into tennis lessons, which I think is, on one hand, a good point. Um, hmm. On the other hand, like it's not like I was going to become a professional tennis player. Well, no. So don't totally know. <laughs> yeah, I guess if she's where, looking... Where I come down on that. Yeah. If she's looking for like a financial payback on that, it's probably not going to happen. But maybe no. she, maybe she was just like, oh, you really seem to like that. And we, we, we put a lot for it. So, you know, it's still okay. I don't know. I don't know how investment in children works. I don't think I don't I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows. Mm, it's a mystery left lost to the sands of time. You know, just parenting's hard. Y'all do it your own way. You do the best you can. Yeah. And then just make sure that the, they know about therapy at the end of the day and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, maybe part of it, too, with a lot of those things is just like, I think, you know, probably tennis is some people's therapy. They get up Saturday morning early. You know, they go to the tennis club. They they just hit a lot of balls from one of those machines. I don't know. Um, so maybe that's also part of like that that way. It's like, oh, we provided you this mode of self-care that you could have explored, but you didn't. So <laughs> I'd like to accuse I'd like to accuse <laughs> so you. So you that. should feel terrible yeah. about yourself. Let's let's make this a double whammy. <laughs> Which also might be a Denny's dish, but I'm not sure. Yum. Yeah. Oh man, gotta get some food after this. Mm. Uh so, wait, so, 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 yeah, so what? Uh, Go ahead. Your question. So my experience. You in the front. <laughs> yeah, yes, hello. Uh, uh Tim Dobbs, uh Encyclopedia Brunch News. Um 
<laughs> well, my, my... I love your newsy cat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Um, my experience with tennis is, is mostly, I think, at some point at the end of high school, I was like, oh, there's a tennis court over here. Uh, yeah, why don't we buy rackets? So I got me and a few friends to buy, like, you know, spend 20 bucks on cheap rackets. And um, we used to just go and, like, play tennis, and we were super terrible at it. So maybe um, maybe you could, like, give me some tips. Like, what what are some things I should know about if I want to go play tennis at a, you know, um, if I want to compete for one of these chairs? Sure. I think uh, one thing that I would recommend is one mistake that I found myself making for a really long time um, is make sure that like when you run up to the ball to hit it, Mm -hmm. you provide enough room between you and the ball. Uh You want to make sure you have enough room to do a real full swing because when I run up to the ball, one mistake I often made was getting too close to the ball and then not really having enough room to give it a good swing. Is that like forward backwards too close or um, like left right because like you can't get your arm extended? Mm, Think of it like left right so that you can get your arm extended. Right. Because you're running towards the you're you're bringing the ball to your eyes and you should be bringing it to your hand space. To your hand space, yeah, yeah that's what they call it in the in the pro leagues. Uh, it's like you're hitting it through a door, you know, uh, sort of. What? <laughs> you know all the crazy metaphors that sports people come up with. Yeah, sure. Like, like the ball is coming through the door and you are hitting it back through the door. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I don't see how that helps. I. <laughs> I'm sure there's something to it. Just think of a doorway, and that's kind of the spatial like distance that you should be giving. Uh... You don't want to like get in the ball's way, like have an awkward interaction with the ball, like oh, excuse me, you were coming this way. Oh, I see. It's kind of like yeah, we're I'm trying to give someone room to come through the door. I want this ball to have space, yeah. but then as soon as it's through the door, I'm like, wait, never mind. And I actually no, I nail it back. I see. Yeah, that's not bad, right? That seems pretty good. What yeah, about... it'll really help you get more control with to to figure out where you want the ball to go. Mm. Yeah. So speaking of that, how do I get that control? Because I like I see I see all these hot shots on the television, and they're like hitting it back and forth, you know, making loud grunting noises, and the ball stays very low. It goes just over the net, um, and it's like basically just moving left and right. Whereas all of my hits, if I tried to hit it real hard like that, it would go sail out into the brush somewhere outside of the tennis court or i could just sort of hit this high volley that was very easy for my friend to return so like what am i doing yeah. here um so i think you kind of want to think of more of a push motion mm. um a, a volley is really handy sometimes um but then um because it can really put somebody off off balance right but um I think you, what you really want to think about is pushing through the ball. And like when it goes really high, it's because you're kind of scooping it up mm. and you're putting like some top spin on it. So you want to push through and yeah, give it some power too. Um, and then I think it's just practice to fine tune, like how much power, how much push. I see. So you're saying practice, I, practice, practice. Okay. Well, you've lost me. Um, <laughs> I was hoping this would be like a get rich at tennis quick scheme. Yeah, I'm no Matthew Lesko tennis mm. pro. <laughs> Free tennis tips from the government. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I do think, though, um, that, you know, I said that there was just like a court around um, and there were like lots of courts, even though tennis has this like vibe of being a bougie sport. Um, 
Like, is it still? Aren't we getting free tennis from the government because they put it in all these parks for some reason? Yeah, I think it's fairly easy to maintain. Mm. So that's one thing. Concrete, yeah. Yeah, and like, even if like the net gets crappy over time, like, as long as that top band is fine, then like, yeah, you could probably still play tennis. That's true. Um, What about like, Shouldn't there just be, like, outdoor basketball courts? Isn't that, like... I mean, those exist, too, but... Yeah, yeah. What do you think is more common, an outdoor basketball court or an outdoor tennis court? I think in the town I grew up in, an outdoor tennis court. Um, Interesting. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering if maybe that was, like, kind of a gross white flight thing, where it was just like, oh, well, we're in the suburbs, so we don't Uh. want to attract uh, urban games. I don't know. I'm (laughs) hoping that's not what it was. I'm hoping... Right, like Mousetrap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> one of those games that uh yeah you can play in small spaces indoors <laughs> like mousetrap or or sorry it's too much like dice <laughs> um yeah i don't know I, I i used i still see basketball courts too but i think i think it's interesting that i feel like they're maybe they're within like an order of magnitude of commonness with each other is what it feels like to me mm-hmm. does that does that ring true uh yeah yeah absolutely i'm trying to think of situations where there i saw a tennis court and then there wasn't a basketball court and i'm only thinking of country clubs <laughs> that are coming up <laughs> yeah well they didn't have room for the basketball court because they had to put in the uh the swimming pool and the uh the bocce yards and all that stuff and the polo yards yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fields not yards yeah. not a polo yard <laughs> That kind of seems well, more if like you're, you're playing with ponies, not horses. <laughs> oh, it's like a little smaller is the idea. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, that's really when you move out to the suburbs, you're like, mm, yeah, this is great. It's got a nice little backyard. We get a couple Shetlands in here and just have the kids just go to town with those big long hammers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some three v three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that, that that that'll be a good episode for the future polo because I don't really get how it works. No. I don't even know if three is more or less than the normal number who's in the field. It just seems like a lot of horses, you know? It seems like a whole lot of horses. Yeah. And I was like, I had enough trouble convincing myself to pay $20 for a tennis racket. So I'm going to go on a limb and say it's a good thing the government hasn't invested in lots and lots of polo fields for the, uh, <laughs> for just like Yeah, that would be kind of inaccessible, wouldn't it? Yeah. Although... I do the here in San Francisco, uh, where uh, it's usually used as soccer fields or uh, ultimate frisbee fields, which is where I know about. But those are on the polo grounds, so I don't know if they ever get used for polo. But yeah, there were some polo grounds at my fancy prep school. Hmm. Um, where just to finish up my story, when I went to fancy prep school, I was last, last doubles, last singles. Could never get on the varsity team. Senior year, played JV. Oh, oh, oh. I thought that was when you went to fancy prep school that you uh, no, were. Oh. No, no. I was only good when I went to public school. I see. But once, uh, you know, once once all the tennis power was concentrated in the, in the fancy yeah. prep school. To be fair, the best lady on the team, she got a scholarship, tennis scholarship. Oh, well, so yeah, she was probably quite good, I imagine. Yeah, she was really good. Super yeah. nice. So what, what, what are our takeaways here? What, what do we think about tennis? Uh, is this uh, something we want in our lives? Yeah, I'd like tennis in my life, I think. Yeah. Well, you said you don't play anymore. Do you uh, you get, uh, get, out in the old, get out in the old court and uh, play a game against a horse or whatever? 
Yeah, I think I could play a game against a horse. Yeah, okay. The horse would look at least as awkward as I would, so that's good. It is, I mean, it's 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 a weird sport in that it feels like you get real specialized. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, um, it's not a sport that is mainly about running around and maybe throwing a ball or something, which feel like things that just like, yeah, the body's kind of made to do that. Um, tennis feels like, yeah, you, you could do that. An ergonomic specialist might suggest you you be careful. Yeah, and then there's that thing about like don't play tennis and badminton. It's so bad for you to play both. What? You have to pick one of them. I've never yeah, heard this. Yeah, this is the whole thing. You can't play badminton if you play tennis. What? Uh why? Um I don't really understand it, but they always told me it's kind of like this is in the in the realm of like don't eat for 20 minutes or don't swim for 20 minutes after you eat. Mhm. Um but like the the philosophy is like the moves in tennis plus the moves in badminton together like are really hard on your wrists. I could see that. I mean, so my this might explain why I was so bad at tennis is that um, I also played badminton a little bit in like high school and <sighs> yeah, right. Um, we had a badminton club for some reason, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, and I, I remember like it's a lot of wrist movement because that that like final little flick is uh, for badminton to like get that like little bit of power to drive the uh, birdie to make it mm-hmm. not do the thing it wants to do, which is float daintily down. Um, yeah, that was like very wrist heavy for me. And then um, tennis, I found like no, no, you really need to swing it. You can't just kind of stick it there and get it in the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. we should get into badminton. Yeah, maybe. Although, yeah, reenact that first scene of Robin Hood. Uh, Robin Hood. Which one? With the with the sexy foxes? Oh, sexy fox Robin Hood. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, did they play badminton? They played badminton in like the first scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, that could be fun. Although badminton, this is kind of getting into our future episode on badminton, but I feel like it 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 divides very cleanly into like people who like do it as a fun thing while they drink, you know, while their partners drink lemonade next to them on the lawn. Um, and then uh, there's people who are very serious about it. Like the time I signed up for Aww. a badminton tournament in college, because um, I was like, that'll be fun. I'm okay at badminton. I probably I'm not gonna win this thing, but sure, that'll be fun. And then I get there, yeah. and there's this. You dude. win the first round because it's just some guy whose partner is drinking lemonade on the sidelines, yeah. and fun. then you lose the second. <laughs> and and they were a little bit obnoxious. Let's be yeah. honest. Darling, please finish your game soon. I fear we won't make the opera in time for the aria. He or she already has their opera glasses. <laughs> Look, I'm practicing. Huh? Huh? It's really distracting, and that's why you won. Uh, no, actually, I lost right away uh, whatever the maximum score is to zero, because this guy, like, he was he was quite buff, and he walked up to me, and he was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Um, You know, I'm, I'm excited to try to play this thing. Uh, Yeah, so where do you train? And I was like, train? Badminton is a fun game you play in a backyard. What do you mean? So anyway, that's why I lost. I huh. like I like did, the other version did better. Do you know if he went on to like win the tournament? Um, I think he went pretty far. Uh, I don't recall. I think I left uh, after after a little while because I was like, well, that was pretty bad. So moving on. Bye. I'm going to go to the student union. So this is our that was a uh, ending our mini podcast on badminton inside of our larger podcast on tennis, a game that we That's like. Probably because there's not badminton courts in the park. 
Yeah, that's true. You kind of have to like set it up. Huh. Seek it out. Yeah. Anyway, so that I'm done thinking about this. How are you done thinking about this? Uh, I want one more thing. Can I ask you to think for just one more minute? Yeah, no, for you, anything. Any amount of thoughts. <laughs> Going back to the score. Um, hmm. The reason that it's 40 and not 45. Any uh-huh. guesses? Because somebody did the math wrong. Because 45 or 40 is shorter than 45. So it was just sort of like people were saying 40. Eh, like they just sort of dropped it eventually. <laughs> so lazy. My rich tongue can't handle all these <laughs> syllables. And then uh, speaking of syllable shortening, do you know why it's love? You might know instead of zero. I had something to do with an egg. Exactly. Uh, there's there's two accepted explanations. One I think is very stupid, um, but the one that I like better is that it's a, a, a corruption of luf, which is um, egg. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. And a zero is in the shape of an egg, and this again has to do with rich so and so's dilly dallying the day away and being like, "It's uh, b- b- you are playing an egg." Big goose egg. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The other one is that um, because there was no score, the players still have love for each other, which I think is dumb. Bullarky. Those players came to play. They did not come to make friends. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I'm glad that we've remained friends and we still have love for each other throughout this very um, Tennessee episode. <laughs> you know who else we still love? Tim Dobbs over there? Uh, the listener. The answer was the listener. And Catherine oh, Togret okay. over Incorrect. there. Bye. Bye. Sorry, listener. Ooh, ooh, ooh.